0: Welcome to the Love and the Fight Marriage Podcast. We are so glad that you guys have decided to join us today. Well, if this is your first time listening, I'm Travis, and I am actually sitting here with my wife and my co-host, Don Rosinger.
1: Hey, what's up, everyone?
0: Well, maybe you've been listening for a while and you like this podcast. Maybe it's been a blessing to you or people that you know in your life and their marriage. Well, if that's the case, we want to encourage you to go and give us a five-star review. Uh, we also would love to have you share this podcast with those in your life that you care about.
1: Also, if you guys ever have any suggestions for any topics for episodes, please feel free to leave us a comment or instant message us on our Facebook page, Loving the Fight.
0: Yeah, we would absolutely uh, enjoy hearing yep. your feedback.
1: Always looking for suggestions too for new topics. Oh, it's
0: so good to get that insight. We love to dig down. We love to get honest and really talk through those pieces. Well, Don, we have had a busy week. We have, As yes. you know it's been really fun but we've gotten a lot done we scored a couple w's in the win column uh we've been working on our second property that we purchased recently and it's just been fun to see the before and afters to see the progress so good. And since it was built in the 1930s, it has been interesting to see what we have found behind the paneling, the paneling that we just ripped off in the kitchen. Right. I mean, how many colors, Don, were in there when we ripped the it's paneling yeah. down?
1: There was bright red, there was yellow, there was green, there was blue. And I think there was another color. Like, it was just the craziest.
0: So many colors. colors. Like,
1: but it was really pretty beadboard. So beadboard yeah. is this thick wood and it's gorgeous wood. So we wanted to expose it, but it's been painted. So we're going to paint it all white, which we actually yeah. did paint it all white. And we had to patch up. There was a, a window, a surprise window that we didn't know was behind some of the panel. And we're like, oh, here's a window. But
0: we patched we it up patched with it more up. beadboard. Yep. We were able to pull some from another section. We kind of took out a wall yeah. to create an open, con- concept kind of line of sight between the living room and the kitchen. Yes. And then use some of that wall to batch up the yeah. window that you just talked about. And
1: are you you were using that one tool. I can't remember. What's it called Travis? It's the, called a sozzle. A sozzle. And boom you just turned it on and you just cut a whole wall oh, out which was great.
0: So nice. Opened the
1: whole thing up. But it's been fun taking a 1930s cottage that needed a lot of work. And now we're making it look beautiful. I know like, it's,
0: it's like brand new on the inside. And by the time we're done with the kitchen, it will be yes. brand new. Um, it's taking a lot longer than probably other people. We're just doing it for fun on the side and having a great time with it. Now, as we've been working on this house, we've been listening to different podcasts and we love that. I mean, we not only like to put out a podcast, we want to grow ourselves. Yeah. We want to learn, we read books. And so, and it's cool because we can be productive and at the same time, we gain wisdom and insight through different audible books or podcasts. We love that part.
1: I feel like our creativity gets going a little bit when we're working on something physically, and then we're listening to a podcast, man, our, our brain just Our juices get flowing, and I love that. So
0: true. It's a great combination.
1: Last week, you know, when we were painting the hallway, we were listening to the Kerry Newhoff Leadership Podcast, and he was interviewing Bob Goff, who happens to be one of my favorite authors, and he's just hilarious. Well, Bob Goff said this statement. He said, "'I am not called to be an umpire. I am called to be a base coach.'" And this statement immediately caught my attention and intrigued me. And I had to look into it a little bit further. Again, it's just something that grabbed me. And the reason this caught my attention is because, Travis, you know I'm an athlete and I played softball on a team for probably 20 years at least. I love softball. And you played softball as well. And we know the difference between an umpire and and a base coach very well when it comes to softball or baseball.
0: Yeah, and part of why that caught our attention as well is I used to be a massive baseball fan. You did, yep. And so I would go to a ton of major league games, and actually I have one of my favorite mementos that I have from many, many years ago is I went to two different World Series, and they were all in the same year. I went to Game 1 and Game 7 of the World Series, and both of the games that I went to, They won. They did.
1: Yes, I remember that. So I
0: still have those tickets as if they're brand new, but I have them today and lots of great memories, but I was really into the game of baseball.
1: So if you are not super clear on what an umpire or base coach is, we're going to go back to Little League. According to LittleLeague.org, an umpire, he's an official who is on the field and stands behind the catcher who watches a game closely to enforce the rules and mediate or settle any disputes or questions arising from the play. On the other hand, a base coach stands off to the side of first or third base and assists in the direction to base runners as to whether they should continue running to the next base or stop or if they need to slide or if they can stand. They also relay signals sent from the coach in the dugout to runners and batters. So there's a big, you know, they're obviously between an umpire and a base coach. They have two separate jobs.
0: Yeah. And these are two very important roles within the game of baseball that really make the game go well. And when Bob Goff, he talked about an umpire and a base coach, he was relating it to people, to all of us. Yes. And our ability to choose whether we wanted to be an umpire or whether we wanted to be a base coach coach. So let's dig down a little bit further. What's the difference between an umpire and a base coach? Well, it's pretty obvious in baseball when you're playing the game, but it's nice to kind of think about it. An umpire enforces the rules. That's what an umpire does. They play by the rules and force the rules, but a base coach assists players in direction and relays signals from the manager. Now the umpire is responsible for officiating the game, including beginning and ending the game and the rules of the game, making judgment calls on plays, and handling disciplinary actions if needed. But a base coach, on the other hand, helps runners and players focus on winning the game, right, on playing yeah. the game. When a runner arrives at the base, they help him or her concentrate on the task of base running and doing it right. They help shift their attention away from the previous at-bat and running the play.
1: We can see right here there is a big difference between an umpire and a base coach. And that was, I think, Bob Goff's point when he said that he's called to be a base coach and not an umpire. Well, you know, guys, I was actually a pretty good softball player when I was growing up. And each year I got a little bit better. <laughs> Wait a second.
0: That's kind of an understatement. I'm, I'm going to brag on you. I know you won't brag on yourself, but I remember when I first came to uh, one of the games that you were playing and you stepped up to bat, everybody thought, oh, she's not that big. She's not going to hit it very far. And you hit a home run. <laughs> And I was blown away. They were running after the ball and you got all the way home and made a run. Don, you are incredible. You're an athlete. So good.
1: Well, I played baseball ever since I was a little kid and then eventually softball and I was a strong batter and I would regularly hit triples or home runs. I just, I knew how to connect with the ball and what part of the bat to hit that ball with. But because of my ability to hit and place the ball pretty far, I was extremely dependent on my base coaches and I learned quickly to not that look at where the ball was going, but to focus on running and looking at the base coach for direction on what to do next. Why would I do this? Why did I look at the base coach and not the ball? Because if I looked at the ball, I couldn't run as fast. My speed would slow down. I would lose my focus. But I, if I looked at the base coach, I could just focus on running. I remember one time in the middle of a game, I hit the ball really far over the center fielder's head. And I was I was running. The first base coach, he, he waved me on. He's like, Keep going, keep going. I rounded second, went on to third. And I took my eyes off the third base coach at that moment. I looked at the ball and I'm like, I'm going to make it. I'm going to run all the way home. It's going to be a home run. But my base coach was telling me to stop. But because I looked at the ball, I just kept running and I ran all the way to home base. And sure enough, I saw the ball come in. I slid, but the catcher caught the ball, tagged my leg, and the umpire yelled out, and I was out. Man, I should have listened. It was a error on my part. I should have listened to my base coach. He was right. And I learned my lesson that day and knew I needed a base coach. And I fully understood the importance of a base coach that day. And I had a, a complete, like, you know, leg rash because I had to slide into home base, and I was out anyways. That
0: sounds painful. Yeah. Uh, painful physically, but a painful lesson to learn. But I'm glad you learned. Yeah.
1: Well, you guys, I just love Bob Goff's quote. And as I thought about this more and more, I have to say that I, I really fully agree with his statement. We are called to be base coaches. I am personally called to be a base coach. And I'm not literally saying stay on first base and third base, that type of base coach, but a base coach in life, what a base coach does. I believe that we're called to be base coaches in several areas of our lives, but is super relevant when it comes to marriage. Because you know what? I honestly don't think that I would want to be married to an umpire. I don't want my spouse to be the one to enforce the rules in marriage or to handle disciplinary actions if needed. I would get really frustrated, Travis, if you're like, nope, you're out. Or if you're like, you handed me a disciplinary action for, you know, if I messed up.
0: I'm just going to short you (laughs) uh, your blow money for the month. I'm kidding. But yeah, that would be terrible if I'm in that role and really trying to be your dad. Yeah,
1: I think if our spouses acted like umpires or did the role of an umpire, we would have continual conflict in marriage. Because Travis, if you acted like an umpire, constantly enforced rules, I would have no respect for you. I would be extremely frustrated and we would argue quite a bit. We'd have some serious conflicts. But if I allowed you... If I step back and I allowed you, my spouse, to be my base coach, a voice in my life that would help me concentrate on my task, encourage me to continue to run or to stop, assist me in communication and help me focus on the task ahead, while that could make our marriage not only great but extremely productive, we would win lots of games and my respect for you would continue to grow because I would know that we're on the same team both looking to win the game of life. Like we want to win.
0: Yeah, a really quick example of that too, Don, could because you could be an umpire for me, but instead you are a base coach. And just this last couple of days when we were working on our a 1930s cottage, I was building you know, that window, that open spot that we found You're behind the paneling. It, yeah. I was patching it and you suddenly, as it was putting it together and it was looking good, but it wasn't matching up with the rest of the boards, you just said, hey, what if you shifted everything up and then it would match perfectly? And sure enough, I took your advice. You saw something I didn't see and I shifted it. And now that wall looks spectacular. But that was thanks to you.
1: I was just looking at the wall from afar and I was able to see that it wasn't lining up. So I was able to be like, hey, Travis, like, how about we try it this way? And it worked great.
0: Well, according to hittingworld.com, there are four characteristics of effective base coaches. I mean, we're talking about base coaches, certainly the kind that are in baseball, but especially what does it look like to be a, a good base coach in your marriage? So, we're going to hittingworld.com and they're going to tell us what an effective base coach looks like. And the first thing they say is communicate clearly. Good base coaches are effective communicators. In other words, they use communication, they use it consistently. Secondly, they say be animated loud. Good base coaches are easily seen and heard by runners and batters. Base runners must be able to see the third base coach clearly in between glances at the fielders and the ball. They're supposed to use exaggerated arm and hand gestures. They go on to say that great base coaches make snap decisions. They need to be ready to react to the unexpected, past balls, wild pitches, catchers, rifling the ball to a base after the pitch, a bobbled ground ball in the outfield. In other words, if you're a good base coach, your brain must process information with computer-like Quickness. And the last thing that they point out is that a great base coach encourages aggressive play. In other words, they r- help uh, the runner realize their capacity to set the tone for the offense. Players feed off the base coach's aggressive calls. When the coach shows confidence in the player's ability to execute, and I think I like this the best, it boosts their confidence. Yeah, it does, yep. Base coaches have a huge impact yep. on the athletes, on their team, on the runners. Now, I love these four characteristics of a base coach, and I think they can be used in what we do here on earth in our roles as a married couple, as a spouse, a coworker, a neighbor, a sibling, or a friend. But in order to be a great spouse, like an effective base coach... There's some things that we need to be doing and we want to pass these on to you guys that are listening.
1: I feel like you can take those four things that we found from hittingworld.com about the characteristics of an effective base coach, those four things, and you can apply them to be an effective base coach in your marriage. This is what we can use for each other.
0: Yeah, and really, we'll just go back to the first one, communicate clearly. In a marriage, you have to be an effective communicator. So what does that mean? It means to establish a language known to your spouse And use it consistently. Use the language. Use the, the words that they understand. Don't just speak your language. Instead, learn how your spouse communicates and meet them where they're at. But communicate clearly, communicate often. So this brings up in my mind an example about my wife, Dawn, who's sitting right here next to me. She needs to be able to get all of her words out, her thoughts out. Part of why is because she grew up and often wasn't allowed to speak her mind. So if I cut her off or I don't give her a chance to truly communicate, her heart, all of what she's thinking, then she feels yeah. unheard. And maybe worse yet, she feels like I'm treating her like a child, like she was treated when she was a kid where she'd get cut off and it would be like, no, no, don't talk. Yeah. You're the kid. And we don't want that no, in our marriage, yeah. that kind of communication. Yeah. I'm
1: glad that you understand that and can see that because that's really important to me. I want to be able to communicate and vice versa. I want you to be able to communicate clearly to me as well.
0: Yeah, and just like when it comes to a great base coach, in marriage, couples need to be animated and loud. What does that mean? Well, you have to be easily seen and heard by your spouse. In other words... Be present in their lives in the moment and send the message that you're not going anywhere, that you are here to stay. Um, We know a great example of a man who did that so well with his wife recently. She was fighting cancer for like a year and a half, a really tough form of it. And he was by her Mm -hmm. side till the very last moment she took her last breath. Such a great example of that. The third thing, you know, when it comes to being a great base coach in a marriage, make snap decisions. What does that mean? Well, you have to be ready to react to the unexpected because we
1: all know that there's unexpected that come continually in marriage all the time
0: oh all the time that's just life and it can be difficult it's full of the unexpected so be ready when they come when there is tension put on your marriage make the snap decision to put your marriage and especially your spouse above everything else so mm-hmm. when we say make snap decisions just like a base coach in other words make them in favor of your spouse and lastly You've got to encourage aggressive play. What does that mean? Well, a great spouse will recognize their capacity, just like a base coach, to set the tone for the offense. In other words, moving the marriage forward. So set goals for your marriage and then run the plays. Go after those goals. Achieve those goals. Your spouse is going to feed off of your confidence for your relationship, for your your desire to reach those goals and be encouraged. They will be encouraged mm-hmm. by your ability to make strong calls, to strengthen your marriage
1: again we're just digging deeper into that quote that i heard by bob goff i am not called to be an umpire i am called to be a base coach and that's so true in marriage, we're not called to be umpires. We are called to be it is base coaches. so
0: true, so applicable to marriage.
1: So if we look into the Bible, we can find wisdom on this that supports what a base coach spouse does and what we should be doing in our marriage. In Hebrews 10, 24, and 25, it says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. Man, I love that as we're spur one another on towards love and deeds. That's what a base coach does. Also in First Thessalonians 5.14, it says, Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy. Encourage those who are timid. Take tender care of those who are weak. Be patient with everyone. Both of these verses are base coach verses and something that we should be striving for in our relationship with each other. We need to encourage each other. And just like a base coach does to keep running, help, you know, they are able to see the play from afar and they encourage the runner to either continue or not. Like, why wouldn't we do that as a spouse in our marriages? So how about you? What are you called to be? Are you called to be an umpire or are you called to be a base coach? Yeah,
0: and that's really a know-it-all that enforces all the rules and gets up in your spouse's face or somebody who encourages them and coaches them to win. That's really what we're getting at.
1: If we ever step back and we look at successful marriages, we can always see it comes from working as a team. It comes from encouraging one another and spurring each other on to a victory. And I know that I want to be a base coach. I don't want to be an umpire. I don't want to be the one enforcing all the rules, Travis, or the one that lays down disciplinary actions for something like, hey, if we did something wrong, I want to be a base coach because I want to encourage you and I want to spur you on to making sure that we can win as a team.
0: Yeah. And I think that's really the heart of this episode, really of our overall podcast, is we want you. You guys to win. We want you to make that decision. Right. Choose today to be a base coach. You're not your spouse's critic. You're not the, you know, the police of the marriage or the world enforcers, you know, the umpire. You're there to love them, encourage are, them, yes. cheer them on. Well, hey, I know Don as well. I want to be a base coach, and I'm working on it. And it's so good to think that through, to know how I need to change. Well, guys, we want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Remember, you can do it. You've got this. Keep loving the fight.
1: We'll see you guys next time.